Welcome to the Daily Devo here on the Waypoint Church Podcast. My name is Logan Miller, one of the worship leaders here, and it's a Monday. Uh, came through, start of a new week here, and I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. Uh, the weather, just looking at it, this week is supposed to be pretty incredible, so I hope you can get outside, exercise, maybe have a barbecue or something like that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, this week on Devo, I'm going to be reading some excerpts and some selections uh, from a book called Story Catechism. And this book was written by uh, two former pastors at Waypoint, Freddie Williams, who was actually my student pastor when I was in high school, and David Comstock, who was on our staff, and uh, his family just recently moved to Arizona. And so Freddie and David wrote this book five or six years ago. And uh, it's a really amazing tool. It obviously in the name is this word catechism, uh, which may be a new word to some of us. And really the idea is this, that it's a educational tool, really. It's a discipleship tool. And it asks questions and it gives answers and it can be um, particularly effective with discipling uh, kids, younger people. But I found it in my own life to be a really amazing tool. And so I think whoever you are, whatever age you're at, I think this is going to be something that uh, will be useful, beneficial, edifying in your own life. And so before I I go too much further, I just want to say their website is storycatechism.com. And uh, if you go there, you're able to pick up uh, the the digital version of the book, or you can pick up a print version, which I think will uh, take you to Amazon. Um, But I'll just say this, I'm going to read the first... uh, little chunk of this book. I'm going to read a passage every day. And if you're intrigued, if you find it interesting, I would, I would, you know, push you to go to storycatechism.com, pick up that book. And I really think it's going to be an amazing resource uh, for your family. And it's laid out. Uh, you don't have to be uh, a trained theologian to lead your family through this. It's laid out really well and it's for everybody. And so uh, that's all I got in terms of hawking it. They don't necessarily know that I'm doing that. Um, so, but that would be an amazing way to support them. But the first portion of the book is on creation and the book's basically broken up into, um, these sections of, uh, creation, rebellion, redemption, uh, uh, creation, rebellion, gospel, and recreation. Sorry. Um, and so I'm going to be reading from the creation, uh, portion of this book. And, uh, today's chapter, this little excerpt is called God. And uh, so here it is. This is not me talking. This is me reading their words. Uh, They're much better than my words are. It says this, God speaks and everything changes. From the opening pages in scripture in the creation narrative, God, the creator begins to reveal who he is. Through his character and nature, he unveils the depths of his heart. In a broader sense, this is called theology. Theology defined is specifically the study of God. It is the revelation of who God says he is on his terms. God has revealed and is revealing himself in and through the Bible. We believe that all scripture, every word, every syllable, every dot on every I, every story reveals more and more who God says he is. The word of God draws us to the author of the story. It woos us, it beckons us, it invites us to the living God. At its foundation, then, theology is God revealing his character and nature. Theology is who God says he is on his terms. Brennan Manning writes that theology is faith-seeking understanding. Traditionally, scholars and theologians have called these attributes of God. 
These attributes offer a glimpse into the mystery of God. Uh, These attributes are innumerable. The study of his character and nature is inexhaustible. It's mind-blowing to think that we can actually know God, yet it's fascinating to ponder that we can never exhaust the bottomless ocean that is God. In every nook and cranny of this world, God is exposing who he is and telling his story. From the unknown depths of the oceans to the height of Everest, from the sheer magnitude of the universe beyond us to the complexity of the universe within us, from the miracle of birth to the burden of death, amongst fauna and flora, he is telling his story and he's inviting us to know him. God is creator. He's an artist with an insanely wild imagination. God is perfect. He alone always does what is good, right, and perfect. God is completely and fully sufficient in and of himself. God is unchanging, completely consistent. God is holy, righteous, and just. God is powerful and present. God is matchless in his glory. God is good, great, and provocatively gracious. God is patient and kind. God is faithful. He never grows tired of putting his glory on display. God is magnificent, full of splendor and awe. God is king. Out of his sovereign reign and rule, he speaks and his word is obeyed. God is a promise maker and a promise keeper. He makes his promises and keeps his promises out of love and for his glory. God is love. He loves with a stubborn love, a covenant-making, commitment-keeping, grace-filled, never-leaving, without-an-exit-strategy kind of love. God is Father. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul writes, you have received the spirit of adoptions as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. That's Romans 8, uh, verse 15. Abba literally means daddy. It is a term of tender endearment by a beloved child. As sons and daughters, with deep affection and complete dependence, we can approach God as our daddy. As a father, he provides, protects, and is perfectly present with his family. He loves with perfect precision. Nothing is ever outside of our good, and everything is always for his glory. He has adopted us as his own, and he reminds us, you are mine. The fullness of this God collides with the vast emptiness And he creates. He's everywhere, in all things, all the time. He was there at the beginning. He put everything in its right and proper place. He was there in pain. When death seemed to have been victorious and hope seemed lost, he was there in victory. When he triumphed over death and he declared, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? And he will be there in the renewal and restoration of all when he puts everything back in its right and proper place again. He is God. All of us are born with eternity set deep in our hearts, a desire for a moreness that can only be filled by God. One of the greatest challenges we have as parents is to keep our children from settling for less. The great lie is that our heart's longing can be satisfied with the lesser things of this world. We attempt to make a God of created things instead of worshiping the true creator. This is why we never find a sustained sense of satisfaction or contentment. Our hearts are longing for the moreness of our creator. The beauty of the creation story is that it paints a picture of the one we worship, the all-powerful, all-sovereign, all-loving, all-just completeness of our God. Our struggle as parents will always be to keep the bigness of God in our homes. As parents, we get the enormous opportunity to help our children connect the dots of their deepest desires to the source, their magnificent God. So let's help them dream and let's help them to see the realities beyond this world. Through it all, they just might develop a taste for the kingdom of God. 
God is and will always be the best conversation that you can have with your children. May our children grow up learning to dig deep wells. I love that. So that's uh, the first installment there that's entitled God. And again, this is from uh, the story catechism. And along with it are some um, scripture verses, um, some memorizations, some chat questions, things to pray through. Um, And so it's more than just that. Um, But I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope it was encouraging to you. Tomorrow we will be back um, and we're going to be talking about Eden, the beginning. So we'll see you then. We love you.